Do you know that all of you are called to be athletes? I'm not talking about physically athletic. You're called to be Christian athletes. St. Paul speaks about this in today's second reading from his letter to the Hebrews chapter 12. And he gives some principles for us to follow that guide the Christian athletic endeavor. Because what he describes a Christian life as is like a race. But not a speed race, because this is Roman times that he's riding in, and he's a Roman citizen, and so what he's referring to are marathons. The Greeks started it, the Romans perfected it. Paul, being a Roman citizen, would have been very familiar with the principles that are necessary to run a marathon. And so this is what he's drawing upon, something that everyone would have been familiar with. Even to this day, the marathon is probably the oldest sport that is still around in the Western world and practically unchanged. Well, that's what we need to be able to say about the Christian life in general and for each one of us across our lives following those principles. So what are those principles? The first is this. Run the race. The Christian life is like a marathon. It's a race. Run it. And by that I mean this. In Greek times and Roman times and in today's time, it's other people who put the course together, not you. And that must be then the Christian life. God puts together the course that he wants us to run through this world in order to pass the goal, which is heaven, the victory, the crown. But we're not called to put that life together. We're called to run the race. Now, I'm not talking about predetermination, and I'm including freedom here, right? But follow this. What runner in ancient times or modern times is lining up with thousands of other people, okay, and and they're getting and they're and you know the gun shoots or the arrow with the you know with the flame goes up in the air, and off they go, and then one of these runner goes, oh I just think I'll go over here, (laughs) right? Disqualified, you would be. In modern times and in ancient times, no marathon runner runs their own course. No Christian runs their own life. That's God's job. Your job is to run it because your goal is to get to Him, not to any number of other things that we all can easily make the goal of our lives. So run the race. Here's the second thing. I said, you know, starting off with thousands of other people. But also along the way, there are thousands of other people, both in ancient times and modern times, who are encouraging you along the way. Cloud of witnesses, St. Paul calls them. That when we run the marathon of the Christian life, 
we are to surround ourselves with a cloud of witnesses. Now that's two parts. First part is also referred to in the book of Revelation. And that cloud of witnesses is the saints. And what they're saying, and I always think about this when we're at Mass, because wherever at Mass, heaven meets earth, heaven meets earth, the saints and the angels are here with us. And the saints, what they're doing, whether you feel it, hear it, or know it or not, they're here and they're encouraging us. And they're saying, we made it. We ran the race and we won the crown. We're in victory. We're with God. If we can do it and we were normal human beings just like you in Greek time and Roman times and in the Middle Ages and the Enlightenment, whatever, now here in the Western world, 21st century, you can make it also. I mean, we think that we live in a pagan culture today and we do, but it ain't nothing compared to the time of St. Paul. The whole world had not yet known of Jesus Christ. And the whole world was converted by him and others. Simply because Paul and others ran the race and created that cloud of witnesses. And guess what? We need that cloud of witnesses around our lives so that we go through the course of this life. We've got people who are cheering us on. Second part, the other cloud of witnesses are those who are living among us now. If none of your good friends are Christians, you've got a problem. The cloud of witnesses in our lives are those who share our priorities and those who share our values and those who share our goals and are with us, constantly cheering us on, encouraging us, inspiring us, teaching us, coaching us, mentoring with us, running with us. A marathon runner needs all of those. And people know that, and that's why in modern times, even to this day, people come out for the marathons of their loved ones, and along the way, they place themselves to cheer, the, cheer those people on in critical points. You must have a cloud of witnesses around you. Next thing he says, get rid of the burden and the sin. The burden and the sin. Follow this. Burdens and sins in the Christian life are these heavy things that we pick up as we're also then trying to run the race. So think of it this way. What runner, what marathon runner, I mean, this is ludicrous, right? Would along the way on the marathon stop and pick up rocks and continue running? Who, 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 who does that in their right mind? which says that we're not in our right minds because that's precisely what we're doing in this marathon of life. We're picking up sins and we're trying to run with them to God. Yes, for mercy, but know that he runs to us first. We don't have to keep running with those sins. And then we pick up things like shame. And we pick up stinking thinking about ourselves, like I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I don't have a, enough of a strong will to live this life, right? I'm not holy enough. I'm not a good enough Christian. And all of those things become heavy. So what happens? We sit down and we give up because we have been accumulating all of these burdens, all of these rocks 
And we just can't carry forward anymore. And how many, my friends, how many of your own family and friends and classmates and so on are living that life where they have essentially, at least practically speaking, given up on running the race. Oh, they still believe in the race. They still believe in God and the creator of the race, but they're not running it anymore. And what St. Paul is saying is he's, he's like, let, get rid of the burden and get rid of the sin. And when we can, we can run. And we will run to God. St. Paul knows this. Next thing he talks about. He says that this cloud of witnesses, the burden of sin and so on, yeah, but also along the way, fix your eyes upon Jesus. What he's saying is Jesus is the goal of the marathon. We as the Christian athletes need to get to him. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. Okay, just follow this for a second. What runner, like running a marathon, I've been a runner all my life, starting back in middle school, long distance running, I've never stopped running long distance, right? What runner, when, when, when he or she's running, runs like this, with their head down, right? Just always just looking down. They're going to run into a tree. They're going to go off a mountain. They're going to miss a turn, Right? No one runs like that who's a, run, who's a runner. When you're a runner, this is how you run. You're looking in all directions, but you're always also, most importantly, always looking forward to the course that's been set for you, to the goal line that you know you have to get to. You're always looking towards that. Sprinters know this the most, right? Because whether it's a 100 meter or 200 meter, you know that's where you need to go. But marathon runners know this too. So you keep your chin up. And you're always focused on the goal. And the goal of our lives, brothers and sisters, is Jesus. Both here and now and forever in heaven. But the thing that can also happen to us is when we're looking like this, and by the way, when we're looking like this, this is what St. Paul is talking about. When we're looking like this, all we're looking at is ourselves, our own problems, our own hurts, our own wounds, these burdens, our own desires, our own lust, our own ego, right? Our own wants. That's, what, that's all we're looking at. And when that happens, what ends up happening? We don't know where to go, and so we end up going in all other directions in our lives. And we become lost. How many people do you know in your life who are lost right now? Specifically, and when it comes to the Christian faith, and generally just kind of listless. And whatever... whatever the crowd is going, that's where they go. Because all they're doing, especially in the modern world right now, is man is thinking about man. We're just thinking about ourselves. We're so concentrated on our stuff and our junk that we can't see him who is 
calling us to himself to unburden ourselves along the way, to run the course that he has set before us. And here's the last one. To persevere. To persevere. Like in modern times, you see this in a marathon most especially. Along the way, those clouds of witnesses, those individuals, they have these like special places along the way and they'll set up like tables so that as you're running by them, okay, you're grabbing some water or you're grabbing an energy bar. What is absolutely essential to any athlete who's running a marathon is that they get sustenance and they get hydration. Which is what I want to wrap things up with here. Right here on Sunday morning, all of those elements are at play. But they're not just supposed to be a play here. They're supposed to be a play every day of our life. But this, this is the starting line for every week of our lives. Every week. God doesn't need our worship. We need his worship. Worshiping is what causes us to focus on him. And that's the way we begin our lives. So when we gather here, we remember every week that we are in a race. Set coursed by God himself to get to heaven. Here, we unburden ourselves. In the Eucharist, we know this, every one of our venial sins, our minor sins are forgiven. We just have to give them to him. All right? And all those lies that we believe about ourselves and our culture is teaching us and we start to teach ourselves and play over and over and again like a broken record in our head until we believe them about ourselves, all those lies get destroyed here because we lay them at the altar where they're sacrificed rather than where they're indulged, right? And any other major sins, grave sins, mortal sins, get taken care of in that little room called the confessional around the corner. So here's where we unburden ourselves. Here's where we're with a community of witnesses, a great cloud of witnesses, who we surround ourselves with, yes, on Sunday, who have the same priorities and goals in life and have the same values in life. And here is where we persevere at this altar. As we continue to run the race, we stop at this table and we receive the blood of Christ to hydrate us spiritually and his body to give us the sustenance that will get us through the week, every week. Brothers and sisters, you are athletes. Don't ever forget that. God called you to be athletes, Christian athletes, who run a marathon that leads him, leads to him. And like anyone who's passionate about their sport, they invite others. Who's passionate about victory. Any Christian who loves other people invites husband and children and parents and friends and classmates to run this marathon that will lead to the victory of their lives. Never let anyone else ever tell you that there's another purpose to your life other than running this marathon.